Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. C. Senior. You know what it is? Dimly lit room. Deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And to enjoy a Tuesday, I call it Little Wednesday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Two choices today. We've got it down to two candidates, Jack. I'm going to ask you to choose either John Gruden or 60,000 Haitians. Now, if we go with the Haitians, we're obviously going to have to look into more office space. Well, there's plenty of it around. True that. And I was uh, walking past a strip mall the other day, and uh, I realized I was going to I was going to check out a Chinese restaurant that I had never been to before, and it was uh, closed and completely empty. Hmm. And then I realized, hold on, big finish now. Ah! So, um. Park my Tesla at the supercharging station. I'm walking over. I'm going to check out this Chinese restaurant thing they got there, and uh, it's closed and completely empty. Then I realized the store next to it was closed, and then I thought, hmm, the one next. And I kind of walked around the whole like mini strip mall thing. Oh, boy. completely empty. Not a single store in there. And I, I continue to think, how can the stock market set records every day and all these different things with all this empty, empty office space? I mean, is that possible? Yeah, I, it seems like something's missing from the equation. It really, really does. Yeah, I, I think, well, that might be, where else are you going to put your money? Savings account? You're going to buy a CD? You're going to buy bonds? Interest rates are zero. You mean like a compact disc? That seems like a... Well, no, a certificate of deposit, sir. Oh, okay. You know, in 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 the the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. In the land of the uh, the zero percent interest rate, any tiny return is king. So you put it into the market, which has actually not been tiny. It's been uh, remarkable, enormous. Uh, anywho, just um, just a quick, quick quick question: If the Chinese place had been open, what what do you suppose you would have ordered? SSP, <laughs> sweet and sour pork. <laughs> the only thing you have ever ordered. At a Chinese restaurant. Am I correct? Correct. Wow. I like it, so why would I try anything else? Exactly. Um, You're just taking a chance. <laughs> uh, exactly. Taking a chance. I might not like it. Uh, have I ever ordered the sweet and sour pork and not liked it? No. Never happened. Wow. Um, who is John Gruden, and why would he be our general manager? Football legend, most recently the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, who evidently in years past sent emails in which he used naughty words about uh, women and gay fellows and such, and... Uh, in this day and age, privately expressing unpleasant uh, opinions is cause for firing. So he has uh, resigned, actually. Yeah, so uh, I've only seen the one that broke on Sunday night uh, in the New York Times, the uh, the racial one. And uh, immediately, at least in the article in the New York Times, there, there were quite a number of black players, former assistant coaches, that sort of stuff, that leapt to his defense and said, hey, look, this guy's not racist. I've worked for him forever. But then more emails came out. Um, and I don't know the content of those. Do you have those? Yeah, you know, the, okay. the racial stuff, I know he was pretty uncharitable uh, toward people uh, uh, demonstrating during the national anthem. Is that what you mean? or? Um, well, the, oh, oh, the lip stuff. Yeah, the example right. they had in the New York Times, that was one of the examples they used. But that, that, that was the one that um, 
And we can get into the particulars later, but uh, players do jump to his defense. But when I heard that, you know, he was, he was using the F word referring to gay fellers. And uh, some of this stuff is... And the commissioner of the league. <laughs> some of this stuff is 10 years old. 10 years ago, you could use the F word to refer to gay fellers in public and get away with it. So at least some of it is changing attitudes about terms. Right. That was a, a commonly, bit of presentism. Yeah, that was a commonly used term. Even if you didn't like it, it was used a lot. And it was not a fireable sort of thing, but it is now. And... uh did uh, somebody have it in for him? Uh, is that why they're going through all of his old emails? Uh, I don't know. That's an interesting question. Uh, nobody's going through my old emails as far as I know. And if you did, you'd come up dry because I've always believed in being very careful what I typed. Um, anyway, you know, the aspect of this that's most troubling to me probably, and there are a number of folks who pointed this out left, right, and center, is whatever happened to the concept of, of redemption, of learning, of expressing real regret and being forgiven. I mean, human society depends on that. If, if you're a Christian, you're demanded to grant that if sincerely sought. And, and the idea that a guy can't say, you know, in the past, in, in this hard ass industry I'm in, we used to say some really insensitive things about, you know, uh, or use some really insensitive words. And, you know, frankly, I'm kind of ashamed of it and I wish I hadn't. And I'd like to say, you know, if any gay people out there are offended, reach out to me. I, I will personally ask for your forgiveness and then let the guy live his life. I don't get it. He didn't murder a child. He called the commissioner of the lead, the league a fago. And you know what's really interesting about that, and people pretend they don't understand this, is people will use that term as an insult, but if they meet a gay person, they have no negative feelings about them whatsoever. I know it seems strange, but it is. Well, absolutely it is. It absolutely is. But So which do you think got him more trouble, the racial stuff or the, uh, the homophobic slurs, as I've heard it uh, referred to on the news? Yeah, I hate that word too, but, um, I think it, it was just the combo pack. Mm. I mean, he, uh, he was fond of calling people, uh, uh, little cats and fagos. So what percentage of now, now the, the, the racial slur stuff, how old is that? I know the particular racial thing that they mentioned in the New York Times was about 10 years old. But if this is of the same vintage, what percentage of NFL coaches and many players and owners used a term like that 10 years ago. I'd say 95%. Could be. Would be my guess. Yeah. So are you going to go through everybody's emails and texts and tweets and fire them all? Maybe well, you are. And, I don't know. And I love this. I love this. This is so, by love, I mean hate. But this is from the New York Times. But Gruden's behavior was not limited to 2011. Gruden exchanged emails with Allen and other men that included photos of women wearing only bikini bottoms, including one photo of two Washington team cheerleaders. Okay. Talking about a sports league here. What percentage of dudes in a sports league? Uh, All of them. <laughs> I won't even finish my sentence. Gruden uh, also criticized President Obama during his re-election campaign in 2012, as well as then-Vice President Joseph R. Biden, whom Gruden called a nervous, clueless pussy. And uh, is that considered part of the reason why he needs to go? Because if that's part of the reason he needs to go, that's crazy. They threw that in there in the New York Times. For what purpose? To what effect? Why? I would like to ask the journalist, and I used, you know, 
quote unquote journalist, Ken Belson and Catherine Rossman. What ha- what that what does that have to do with anything? Criticizing a politician is lumped in with the so-called homophobic uh, phrases. I just uh, I, 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 I wish there would be more going with the person's uh, you know friends, coworkers throughout history. And I don't know if it's changed in the last 24 hours, but as of Sunday night when I was looking into this story, there were quite a few players and coaches, as I said, black gentlemen, who'd come forward and said, look, I've, I've known him for a long time. I don't think he's racist at all. I'm not worried about it. Um, I wish we'd go more with that. Look, has the guy ever done anything racist around you or that you can remember or anything like that? I wish, I wish that would carry more weight. Well, and and there's just the, the the weight of it. I mean, if he if he specifically said things like, "I believe black people are inferior to white people," right, or something like that. I mean, okay, that's actually racism. Saying something insulting and hurtful when you're you're trying to insult someone, yeah, that's a different case. People pretend it's not, but it is. So CNN's going with this story. I don't know. Um... I don't know what the excitement is for cable news. Maybe I mean, is the biggest sport in America? I don't know. They love it. They, some of some of the media loves it when somebody's laid low by political correctness. They just really enjoy that. The whole yeah, cancel, they get in on the fever. Yeah. Somebody getting canceled is just really enjoyable to them. I don't know. What's your thought? Text line four one five two nine five KFTC. Need to start the show officially, or we get in trouble with the FCC. Bunch of f words. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Tuesday, October twelfth, the year twenty twenty one. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin then officially. A bunch of P-words at the, uh, the, 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 according to FCC rules, regs at Mark. The New York Times uncovered a trail of emails dating back seven years in which John Gruden had a clean sweep of offending NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, women, gays, minorities, all sorts of people. Again, I ask, how many NFL coaches have been rude to any of those groups in a private conversation in a private conversation in the last 20 years all of them all of them all of them are they all gonna go are we gonna start looking through everybody's emails and get rid of them i mean maybe you think that's a good idea i don't know how does a mailbag look it's uh, actually quite good it's, it, it spans the uh the, the realm of human endeavor <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of different crap <laughs> Have you ever been in a sports locker room? I mean, I haven't for a long time, but at least back in the day, it was a, it was a fairly edgy commentary. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I would say. I, just, I, I, hope, I hope people are starting to realize how ugly it is rooting through people's private emails from a decade ago to find if they used bad words. I mean, that's like a third grade boy flipping through the dictionary looking for the S word. There are, I mean, it's, it's, it's bad. There are high schools, colleges where they're encouraging students to do that. They say it's, it's important that you do that. Go through your friends' old tweets. You're supposed to do that. Wow. Chairman Mao would be proud. So we got more on this and a whole bunch of other stories on the way. We'll keep you up to date. I mean, that's what we do here, right? We entorm you. It's sure. entormation. Our, yes. text, our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm about to have my first sip of coffee today, which is the best sip. So. Oh, yeah. Take your time. Mm. Oh, man, that is good stuff right there. <laughs> oh, it's so bitter, so dark. Like me. How about your freedom-loving quote of the day, folks? I look forward to it. I hope you look forward to it. Going back to our founding documents again, specifically the Bill of Rights, Amendment 4. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. They don't have that most uh, most countries. We were talking about Germany last week where somebody, what, called the chancellor a dope or something, and uh, police were there searching his entire house. Unbelievable. Nazi Germany. In regular Germany, but, uh, you know, at times, Michael, <laughs> at times. Uh, I just, uh, I was reading the other day, uh, the, the feds, I believe, in particular, no, no, it's feds and state and local, are issuing warrants to Google... And this is quite common, saying we need the uh, identifying information from any for from anybody who has Googled Joe Jones or 124 8th Street because Joe Jones ends up murdered or something like that. And it's controversial. It hasn't really worked its way through the courts. Wow. Uh, whether that sort of thing is uh, kosher or not. I say not. Yeah, I'm leaning not myself. I've got to think about it, but it's, it's an interesting question. Mailbag. You can email us. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Got an opinion? Something we ought to be talking about? Zap it along. Quick comment on uh, John Gruden here from David, fresh off the presses. The left pushes cancel culture as a form of social punishment for perceived wrongs. However, the left seems to have gladly ignored the golden rules of punishment. There has been no conversation as to first defining an appropriate level of punishment for a given offense, and there have been no efforts to put controls in place to ensure we don't go beyond that. Consequently, what's left is a system of arbitrary and disproportionate punishment. Arbitrary and disproportionate punishments are a form of control and the acts of fascists. Well, I think, uh, David, the, uh, the loss of career and public humiliation has been decided as the appropriate level of punishment by the left. Moving along, Joe hmm, writes Travis, Jeff Bezos delays a flight into space. And a plane crashes into a UPS truck, destroying it. Coincidence? Seeming to imply that Jeff Bezos couldn't send William Shatner into space because he was too busy plotting the destruction of UPS trucks. Hmm. Well, that's an interesting theory. Come on, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. So are you shooting uh, Bill Shatner into space today? I haven't heard. Hmm. I have not heard. Here's some encouraging news from Paolo. Guys, you talked about MIT succumbing to activist demands to cancel the scheduled lecture of Princeton professor Dorian Abbott, Mm -hmm. um, who dared to question the woke religion on campus. Encouragingly, Princeton is standing up for him. 
Quote, I'm delighted to report that we've expanded the quota for Dr. Dorian Abbott's Princeton lecture, the one shockingly and shamefully canceled by MIT, and literally thousands of people have registered, says Princeton professor Robert P. George on Monday. That's saying something because uh, Princeton itself is pretty woke, but they're standing up for their man, which I appreciate. Uh, On the topic of the Southwest debacle, Southwest Airlines, I can confirm that it is a vaccine mandate related walkout by pilots. We have a client we're in contact with, writes Al Anonymous. Uh, one party's a Southwest pilot. I was curious all day, came home to that news from a bride. That's interesting because they're doubling down on the whole no, that's not what it was excuse. Yes. Lying liars in the lies they lie, Jack. How about this? I parked at a hotel in Phoenix for two days after my connecting flight was canceled. No luggage. I'm back at the airport right now to fly home. Totally support the walkout, though, if it's protesting mandates. Inconvenient, expensive, and necessary. Hmm. Interesting. An interesting point of view from a listener. I would just be pissed. I would just be worried about myself. Yeah, it's interesting. I uh, Anecdotal, but I know one other person that got stranded who uh, their anger was toward the company having mandates, not toward the pilots not showing up. And finally, this, Jack, you're talking about the crazy person who stalks your favorite grocery store every day. Just to make a stark comparison, there's never been a crazy person in front of my grocery store. Honestly, I have no idea where they end up, but in my average size Texas town, they just go away. Mm. And they know better to har- than to harass people, too. I guess it's just a different mindset. It uh, is. I would say so. Um, <clears throat> Lego is vowing to remove all gender bias from its toys. Team coverage on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I think what we're seeing is an overall significant improvement in our therapeutic toolbox against this uh, virus, not just with vaccines and therapeutics, but also with more accessible diagnostic tests. The top-line data from this Merck study was probably the best, uh, best treatment effect we've seen from an orally available antiviral drug in the treatment of any respiratory pathogen. So this could make a real difference. This Merck pill is the best thing we've come up with yet for treating you if you get the COVID, according to Gottlieb. Merck from Merca. <laughs> Love it. You know, you combine that with all the other treatments and the readily available vaccine for those who want it. There should not be any restrictions on anybody doing anything at this point. Is, have they figured out yet? Of course, I'm sorry. The Merck isn't quite available yet, but it will be soon. Have they figured out yet Well, uh, why most people don't even know they had COVID or get barely sick at all? That's been the experience with the only people I know who've gotten COVID. But then we've got a friend whose wife has had it like three, four times and been in the hospital multiple times. Yeah, yeah. Do they have any idea why that is? Just in, in some cases, yes. But as uh, the prominent virologist put it recently, who he quoted, we are still in the caveman days of understanding uh, this disease in particular, but uh, viral disease and how they work and why they hammer some people and not so much others. So I mentioned this kind of jokingly before the commercials. Uh, but I looked into it a little more, and it's worth mentioning in full. Lego announced they're going to make their toys more gender-neutral and eliminate stereotypes. Lego, which I had never even thought of the fact that they are gendered in any way. Stop using gendered Legos! Legos. Please do not use gendered language to, to address to everyone. Projects! To... <laughs> to, 
So, um, and they're a private country company. They get to do whatever the heck they want. It just, I'm just not sure how necessary it is. This whole, you know, people see boys as doctors and scientists, but girls as moms and homemakers. What world do you live in where this is happening? Have you been to a college campus? Have you been to a graduate school? Have you looked at any statistics? Uh, that's just not the way it is. So maybe they've just emerged from a pod that was closed in 1950? Sealed? It's some sort of time traveler? What are you talking about? Despite the progress made in girls brushing off prejudice at an early age, general attitudes surrounding play and creative careers mean un- remain unequal and, and restrictive, said the Danish company, known for its colorful building blocks. It's colorful building blocks. <laughs> yeah, I'd say they're known for that, yes. Anyway, what, do they also have water filtration systems I haven't heard about? It says here, girls today feel increasingly confident to engage in all types of creative activities and play. Yeah, yeah, I've noticed. Um, anyway, Stupid so... Danes. Uh, Lego's move comes amid heightened debate about the royal role that toys play in creating and perpetuating gender stereotypes. We brought you this story yesterday as Gavin Newsom, the governor of the biggest state in the country, signed into law. It's now law requiring large retail stores to provide gender neutral shopping sections for child care items and toys beginning in 2024. So you can't have an aisle of boys toys and an aisle of girls toys as has all always existed in all of our lives and none of us feel like we were wounded by it. You can't do that. That's interesting the pushback that's happening on that though. So Lego gets to do whatever they want. I think it's silly and will have zero effect. But they get to do whatever they want. But Well, it sounds to me like they trotted out like a woman firefighter Lego, and they're just looking to make some sort of big splash with a press release no, among the woke crowd. I know, surprisingly, shockingly, a lot about Legos, as I have 10,000 Legos in my home, maybe. I, I'd hate to add up how much money we've spent on Legos. It's certainly four figures. No. Uh uh, t- to look for Lego sets, you look under that there's a girl category and there's a boy category. If you're ordering pieces, you go to the girl section or the boy section. They're going to do away with that. Hmm. They they make a lot of it has to do with the color, really, the colors of the blocks. Um, girls, you know, go to your local elementary school if you want to. I was at one yesterday. Look at all the backpacks hanging there. Girls tend to like some colors. Boys tend to like some colors. Just the that's way we speak, are. That's because of the brutal indoctrination they've experienced through the paternalistic society of white supremacy. Girls like pink only because they've been conditioned to like pink. And if a girl decides to get a brown backpack instead of a pink or a light blue backpack, nobody seems to care as far as I can tell. Now, that's not necessarily true on the other side. A boy with a pink backpack is going to get teased a lot. I don't think a girl with a brown backpack is, huh. uh, for whatever reason. But anyway. Well, well, for the reason that for millions of years, men needed to be tough. They good needed point. to be fighters. They good needed point. to protect. That is a, that's a very good anthropological point that people ignore. Um, Next person ignores that, I'm going to punch him in the face. <laughs> So there's some pushback on the California bill, though, from a conservative organization saying that that's um, a government-imposed view on on the gender at the stores is a violation of free speech, and that might fly. Hmm. There's potential there, yeah. That might fly. The government can't say to me as a store owner that I'm not allowed to have a sign here that says boys' toys. That... Well, that's not that's not exactly true. I got to explain the nuance of the law to you. Originally, they wanted to pass a law that there can be no boys and girls sections, but that was so 
blatantly unconstitutional and so dumb. The law now says you can have a boys section and a girls section, but you must have a gender neutral section oh, in addition. as well. Because, well, they chickened out essentially, but you know, okay. there are some people believe that's one step on the road to the idiotically unicorn riding virtue signaling sexless Valhalla utopia that California progressives have in mind. I think if they all get mixed together, it'll just be harder for boys and girls to find the stuff they're looking for. I think that will be the only result. Well, and this is absolutely, and it's so dumb, I hate to waste this very clever expression on it. It's it's a cure in search of a disease. Uh, there, and, and I've heard from tomboys. I've read them. I know them personally who say, no, I wanted a ball bat, so I went into the, uh, you know, the boys section and uh, never really thought twice about it. It was fine. I was kind of proud of it. Is there anybody that if they saw a girl getting a glove and a bat in the sports aisle at Target that would think anything of it whatsoever? Good Lord! Get out of this aisle, you be overrid maniac! You, you succubus! You, you demon! How dare you look at a fishing pole! I do, said nobody ever in the history of anything. I do think it's kind of one-sided, though. Um... I wouldn't think twice about a girl who's in the boys' Lego aisle where they got spaceships and, and you know, Mustang Cobras and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But a boy who's overlooking at the uh, the girl stuff, I would think, man, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, but I think I the vast majority... them or yell at them or anything like that, but... How dare you, you be testicled less than a... No. Nobody has ever said that in the history of anything. Again, and you know, having raised three kids now to adulthood, I knew plenty of effeminate little boys. And I, uh, yeah, my reaction would be the same as yours. <laughs> That's interesting. Whatever it is, a, it is a cure in search of a disease. It's not a problem. There are no problems. So the government. So the, my point is, Lego gets to do whatever they want. I think it's a publicity thing. Um, but the government shouldn't be passing laws on crap like this. This is not what the government's supposed to do. No, no. But keep in mind that the progressive point of view from the 1910s on has been that the government has the power the government says it does. And that if the people vote that government in, it gets to do anything it wants to perfect society, which is just it's anathema to the vo- those of us who believe that the government's role is to protect our liberty and let us work out what sort of world we want to build. And in elk news, a Colorado elk who had had a tire stuck around his neck for two years was freed of its appendage Saturday night when wildlife officers tranquilized the bull there in Colorado and cut off his antlers to get the tire off from around his neck. Poor elk had been carrying around a car tire around his neck for two years. Old tire neck, the other elk called him. It's not my fault. I stuck my head through it. I didn't realize my antlers would. Anyway. So that was our positive elk news for the day. Super. So we were talking yesterday yesterday about Columbus and uh, conquest and the Spanish and all sorts of things of that sort. There's a new documentary. Oh, that that's right. We were talking about uh, the discrimination against Italians in the 20th century, including brutality, lynchings, all sorts of stuff. And that's why Columbus Day came along. Um, did you know? That there were internment camps for Italian Americans during World War II. Hundreds um, of thousands no. of them. No, did not know that. Yeah, it's an interesting story. Nobody talks about it for whatever reason. Hmm. 
Uh, Everybody so, knows about the Japanese internment camps. Nobody knows about the Italian internment camps. wonder why right. that is. Plus the T-shirt that's becoming popular among guys who look like Brian Laundry. So <laughs> <laughs> that and much more to come. Don't go away. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And now, ladies and gentlemen, a very cringy video for kids featuring our beloved vice president. I just love the idea of exploring the unknown. And then there's other things that we just haven't figured out or discovered yet. To think about so much that's out there that we still have to learn. Like, I love that. I love that. And so I'm very excited about the Space Council. We're going to learn so much um, as we increasingly, I think, are curious and interested in the potential for the discoveries and the work we can do in space. So. That's one of the things I'm most excited about. But the other, you guys are going to see. You're going to literally see the craters on the moon with your own eyes. Oh, my goodness. With your own eyes. I'm telling you, it is going to be unbelievable. True international average pressure. If Kamala Harris were a kindergarten teacher, uh, that would be fine. That's great. It's a, it's a video and. Trying to engage kids in science, uh, starring Kamala Harris and a bunch of child actors pretending to be riveted by her uh, her messages. Yeah, I read about this last night. All five of the kids were actors, including they did auditions and the one kid talking about how, yeah, I didn't think I was going to get the part till my agent called me back. And it was very exciting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I suppose it's not surprising, but I didn't know they went to this extent to make these kind of political ads where there's like auditions from around the country and then your agent calls the child actor back to let them know you got the part because we needed you know a brown kid a browner kid a not as brown kid a black kid and a kind of white kid and a mixture of boys and girls and a handicapped kid and then you all need to act and say these lines this way right exactly and, and and the vice president will talk to you about science and you look super excited more excited look more excited than that you got that excited I'll fire you and get another sort of brown kid in here in a blink of an eye. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> now, has has everybody been doing that forever, or is this a new thing? Hiring child actors for this kind of thing? Well, I don't know. It's it's allegedly a video just to get kids into science, which is a lovely deal. Sure. Now that she's secured the border and eliminated the root causes of mass migration, but you are passing them off as regular school kids, right? Right. She was kind of rambly there, too. Did she not have a script or what? Apparently not. Anyway, so uh, a brief mo- notice of this. Uh, one of our beloved listeners sent it along. I found it interesting. Uh, there's a new documentary coming out entitled Potentially Dangerous. During World War II, the U.S. government restricted the actions and freedoms of 600,000 Italian residents of the United States. All were declared enemy aliens. Many placed under curfew, banned from their workplaces, evacuated from their homes and communities, and even placed in internment camps. Now, Italy never attacked us. Japan attacked us, and then we interned all those Japanese uh, folks. And how many Japanese people were interned? Do you have a number on that? I don't in front of me, now. 
Now, let, me, let me Google that, because that's kind of interesting, because did you say 600,000 Italians? That is correct. Not all of them put in the internment camps, but uh, various uh, measures to keep them from ooching about and threatening the country. No, the, Italy never attacked us, but they were one of the Axis powers. I'm aware of that. Uh, during the era, Italians made up the biggest foreign-born group, foreign group in the country. At the Department of Justice, they would later say the impact of the wartime experience was devastating to the Italian-American communities in the United States, and its effects are still being felt. There are 120,000 Japanese-Americans put in internment camps. 120,000. So much bigger number of Italians that were at least monitored. Yeah, placed under curfew, banned from working, uh, etc. Surprised Um, I didn't know that. I did not either. Interned Italians were not charged with crime or allowed legal representation. They were subjected to loyalty hearings and held for the duration of the war. How about Germans? Uh, I'm sure there was something with the the Germans. Hmm. Uh, But I don't know what exactly. It's funny how history gets winnowed down to a few highlights that would... That that tend to mislead in ways sometimes subtle, sometimes not so subtle. Right. Um, the the internment of the Japanese, often uh, Japanese Americans, portrayed as uh, particularly racist and xenophobic, when indeed Italians and and I'm sure Germans were uh, you know oppressed in ways big and small. Which is not somehow to argue that anything blah 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 was anything less than others abadabadoo. <laughs> Just pointing out there's more to history than the few, uh, you know, touchstones they put in front of us every single time. Uh, global energy crisis worsens. Gas prices continue to rise. I'm looking at CNN. Yeah, gas is shockingly high right now. Um, yipes. Yeah, yipes. How do you feel about this story? Texas Governor Greg Abbott has banned coronavirus vaccine mandates in the state, including for private businesses. You can't do it anywhere in the state. Huh. Uh, I think that is, uh, I think I'm against that. I'm against it, too. I um, I don't like statewide mandates for things, but I don't want you to make a statewide banning of the mandate, either. If there is a particular school district where uh, they all get together and wrangle with the school board or whatever, and they think a vaccine mandate is a good idea, I think you should let them. Yeah, a local control. When in doubt, local, local, local. That's always uh, my my cry. So, yeah, it's it's a tough one. I'm really uncomfortable with the idea of a school district or a company mandating medical treatment um, because so many of these mandates are done stupidly, ham-handedly. They haven't thought through. They don't actually understand the science. They don't understand that people have made a choice. Um, I could make the argument... If the company is paying for health insurance Mm. and it's at the point where uh, the insurance companies are not giving you a freebie on on the COVID anymore, that could be a financial decision. It's a it's a uh, right to work situation or right to employ free will employment, et cetera. I would, uh, you know. I would say, you know, the company is going to do what it wants. And uh, if you don't want to work there, don't. A number of large private companies in Texas had already issued mandates on the heels of Joe Biden's announcement that the federal government was going to demand it. And then, of course, the federal government never followed through on it. So, Yeah. 
Yeah. And a quick check of the uh, Gabby Petito uh, disappearance and murder case. Uh, Brian, Brian Laundry continues to be at large, sought uh, coast to coast. And, alive or uh, dead? You think he's alive or dead? I, you know what? I, th- I would guess alive. I'm not 100% sure. I would guess alive. The uh, coroner there in the part of Wyoming where she was murdered is going to announce the cause of death today, oh, as I understand didn't it. Oh, I know that. The rumor is it's asphyxiation, choking, but I don't okay. know for sure. Uh, on a slightly lighter note, because everything's a lighter note, they are selling out these T-shirts that read, I'm just bald. Nope, I'm not Bl- Brian Laundry. Yeah, if I were younger, I'd get one of those. Because mm, every, every bald-headed kind of skinny guy looks like Brian Landry. So With three to five days uh, worth of uh, growth of beard, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's among Etsy T's ten hottest items. These T-shirts. So. If I was Brian Landry, I'd get one of those. Good one, Michael. What a great cover. Well, that would be just nefarious and clever. If he doesn't shave and wear a hat, he's even stupider than he appears to be. If he's still rocking the three-day growth of beard and going around hatless. yeah. Or maybe he's grown out his beard. Yeah. Nice long beard. I noticed that with the baseball players. So sometimes I'm watching the baseball playoffs, and the guy will be at the plate with the big beard, and then they'll show his team picture, and apparently he got his picture taken before he grew the beard. And you're like, wow, he looks completely different than I would have guessed. Yeah, there's a lot of great playoff baseball going on. Uh, different folks root for different teams, but I'll tell you this. We can all join together and recognize this is the greatest beard era in the history of Major League Baseball. <laughs> really some fabulous beards out there. I'd say so. Dodgers-Giants, a one-run win for the Giants. One-run oh, game. That's excitement right now. Nail-biter. I'll tell you. Armstrong and Getty.